Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Watchlist Burn Book. Yay! We are super excited because we are finishing our Fear Street trilogy commentary today. Um, and we watched Fear Street 1666 and have a lot of thoughts, and we decided that we would start um, with some of the thoughts that we have the most, which I feel like y'all have been waiting for if you listened to the last episode because we talked about how much we hate Nick Good and now we have um all the validation in the world that we could ever need because half of this movie is about how much his ancestor sucks Woo! finally <laughs> finally we've been waiting so long for this moment oh god I felt so vindicated and it wasn't even about me <laughs> same same it was so nice to know that like all of our hating up until this point was completely valid mm-hmm. <laughs> because they are the whole good family is a nightmare. They They're suck. a complete nightmare. And it's all because some incel from like way back when <laughs> <laughs> got mad and then his family became cops. Like it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, literally Solomon Good, the OG incel, um, yeah. was mad about his fucking unfarmable land. And it's like, I don't know, bitch, maybe you just aren't a good farmer. Like, maybe you need to hang it up. Maybe it's not about you. Honestly, honestly. And I can't believe that, like, after he literally lost his wife and child, he was like, I'm still going to dedicate myself to the fact that this land won't work. Like, no no one's going to kill you for, like, picking the worst plot of land and not being able to farm it, you know? Like, if it didn't work... It's okay. You can you can come back to the town and you can pick a better plot of land. You don't have to stick it out on like the nasty piece of land that you got in the middle of the dingy forest. Like, of course, nothing's going to grow there, buddy. Right. Exactly. Like, I would have been more okay with him doing all of this if it was like grief and like, oh, my life is never going to be like, it, it's not going to have any meaning. It's not going to be fulfilling because my wife and kid are gone. But no, it's about how he can't farm his land. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm going to sacrifice everybody in the town to make sure that I like can do something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I have a I am a loser. Impact. I am a loser and a nobody. So everybody else must suffer. Exactly. Exactly. Ugh. It's so rude. And what's even ruder is that literally every good down the line was like, we're going to keep going. We're yeah. going to keep doing it. They're totally complicit in it. Yeah. Like to the point where in 1978, little fucking fuck ass teenager nick good already was out there saying that he wanted tommy to be the killer at camp Ugh, which makes me so mad every it, it makes me so mad about literally everything he did in that movie now because he lied to ziggy the whole time he did he did and then he was like oh you weren't supposed to die it wasn't supposed to be you it's like no but you were gonna kill off literally everybody else she knows exactly and then including her sister exactly including her sister and you're he not gonna feel care. bad about it yeah <laughs> he didn't care he didn't care Ugh, damn hate him hate Ugh. him so much Ugh. I- so nasty he just he's so gross and i love that like in 1994 part two um they they don't pull any punches with just showing how gross he is yeah yeah 
like they finally let you let you have it which is so good it's so it's so validating it's so validating to finally be able to see how nasty he is yeah i will say yeah. i will say i hate that we didn't get to see how nasty his brother is mm. i i wish we i wish we had some screen time for nasty will good the thing is though is like i wonder especially because it's like one good throughout the line like every year i wonder how much like will was even allowed to know because it seemed like especially because nick like kept talking about his dad's legacy and all of that the whole movie and we're like oh he's talking about being a cop it's like no he's talking about murdering people um yeah and so I wonder, like, not to say that, like, none of the good family who isn't, like, the OG killers, like, doesn't know, but I wonder, like, how much of a well-kept family secret it actually is to the point where Will didn't know how, like, deep Nick had gotten because he's a pawn. That's a fair question. That's a fair question. Because, I don't know, I guess, like, in knowing that he's mayor, it kind of makes me think that he's profiting off of, like, whatever that curse is doing as well but like the way that nick was explaining it or i guess not explaining it in 1978 is that like it, it's just like specifically his burden to bear as the the older child and like mm-hmm. it's something that his father only told him when like he was about to die mm-hmm. you know so like i guess you're right i guess maybe they don't know but like that the curse still covers the success of the whole good family right which is weird yeah exactly so like they all bet benefit from the actions of one yeah which mm, interesting that's <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's something like, to think about it's it's fucked up either way because it's like w- whether they know or like whether they're fully complicit or not like the whole reversal of like the shady side curse you know um is they're gonna get fucked up forever so like <laughs> mm-hmm. will just got reelected. like he's probably gonna have somebody's probably gonna come out with some rumors about misconduct or like uh yeah. what's the money laundering there we go i was like why am yeah. i forgetting <laughs> You know, like something, something politician-y mm-hmm. to get him deposed. True. Also, I wonder if, I mean, like in theory, he should keep it after um, it's revealed that like Nick was literally killing everybody for um, his own personal gain. Because mm-hmm. like that's, that's what the, the new, that's how the news presented it, right? It's just that he was like personally murdering everybody for his own gain. And then he was just blaming it on other people. So yeah. like, I wonder, I know like technically, Technically, none of that would like factor into whether or not Will Good keeps his position. But you know, there's like no guarantee that he's going to get reelected to that, especially after that. You know? Yeah, just the social scandal alone, probably. Yeah, exactly. Because he probably could be. Because you know, like from the movie, like from 1978, like he seemed pretty harmless. Yeah. Like, he just was a bimbo. Um, yes. We we love a himbo. Um, I mean, he was mean, but like he was he was just a spoiled white white guy really um and so i don't know like yeah i wonder yeah that like the facade will drop and then people will realize that he's actually not that great of a mayor mm-hmm. and he's, like, he's not, not a nice person he yeah exactly exactly yeah so, and he probably that. has advisors who do everything oh absolutely he's he's hot and stupid if we learned anything <laughs> from 1978 <laughs> which is something you can grow out of but like i don't know when you're when you have the 
narrative that your brother is killing people in order for family success, it's hard to believe that like <laughs> he got that out of his own merits. Sorry, not sorry, Mayor Willgood. Yeah, we love a we love a himbo in charge. Honestly, we do. Except we, we do. don't when it's a family legacy uh, <laughs> drenched in blood. True, true. We we love himbos here at the Watchless Burn Book, but we love specific himbos. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta this meet our parameters <laughs> this has been a PSA <laughs> alright so since this movie is split into two parts more or less we've got our nice section in 1666 and then we get a beautiful flash forward to 1994 where everything gets resolved we are going to do the same with this episode so about the 1666 portion mm. um it's a lot mm-hmm. it's a it, it's a lot uh i think <laughs> I think one of the most jarring things about it were the accents. Because, yeah, they're they're a little all over the place and they're not I, I, I see what they're trying to do with them but they were very like historically inaccurate and like literally I usually wouldn't care if they're like done well like you know in The Witch like they have those they speak in Old English and mm-hmm. it's like jarring but it kind of works mm-hmm. um, but here it was it was just weird yeah it, it was cause like <clears throat> I mean I can't remember from The Witch but it, it, it is still set in the UK right no they definitely are over it's in, in the, the states. states yeah okay okay never mind because i was gonna say that would make a little more sense but with this like i don't know which i think it's just proof that american uh education is <laughs> lacking um <laughs> because yeah. it's like it's not really well known that un- unless you go and you like talk to people in England or like you you just study etymology and language and you like yeah are just you know a nerd about the way that people sounded at different points in history like you wouldn't know that the reason why we sound like we do as Americans today is because the original American settlers who came from the UK sounded like that. So they sound different because they left. Yeah. So we, <laughs> they could have just talked the way that they normally did. <laughs> yeah. Which half of them were doing, which was frustrating. I was like, wait, <laughs> you can't demand an accent from your entire cast and then only have like half of them committing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were all over the place. They were they were all over the place. Some some of the people were good. Mm-hmm. Like the dude that played Tommy was good and old girl that was um Cindy Berman did a good job. Um but everybody else like it was it was horrible cuz you could tell that they were having a very hard time and you could tell that they kind of hated it but they were just sort of roughing through it. And I I I felt bad. I felt bad cuz they like weren't super necessary, you know. Like I I understand that they were introduced in there to um, actually distinguish that these people are not who they were before and that they're playing, you know, maybe they're old relatives, maybe not. We'll get to that later. Um, But like... They were, they were hard. They weren't even like super like old English anyways. Like you could tell that the way they did it, 
is that they took like what they expected people back like people back then in the UK to sound like and then they slightly Americanized them like a transition into an American accent which was it's a weird concept but like go off I guess yeah um maybe I don't know I, I, don't, I don't know I don't know it's a it's a strong creative choice I just don't fully agree with it yeah that's how I feel too like I I think I would have been fine as a viewer just watching this and being like oh okay like it's said in 1666 but like they sounded you know just like regular Americans like the crucible does not sound like that yeah. and I know it's about a hundred years later but still like <laughs> yeah it didn't sound like that you know like yeah y'all don't make the Quakers sound like that and they're descended from the same people so like I yeah yeah it was just mm. and it didn't even like make them seem like make the whole thing seem spookier no you know it just (laughs) I was like why do they sound like that (laughs) exactly exactly it took me a second to like adjust to what was going on because I don't think anybody involved us and the actors and like (laughs) everybody there like really knew what was going on yeah I mm-mm. Mm-mm. they could have kept those yeah you could have you could have kept that to yourself <laughs> um they also could have kept um all of the numerous times that Sarah Fear is scapegoated before she actually is like really scapegoated um yeah because like I didn't and like scapegoated by the movie not even like by the people in the movie <laughs> like there were so many things happening that I was like oh okay this is what's gonna be it this is what's gonna be it it's like no like she did nothing (laughs) it was so weird she was just a lesbian like that was it that's all she did oh my god oh it feels like um you know that video of it's like gordon ramsay on like hell's kitchen and he's like (laughs) it's like in the judge it's like the judging round and then he's like gassing them up and then he's giving them like a horrible insult and then he gives them a compliment and then he gives them an insult and the poor guy doesn't know what's going on and he can't figure out if like gordon actually likes his food yes yeah that was this whole movie that was the whole that was the whole part yeah it's like we don't, it really we don't was know. and it was like it was for being a lesbian all three times but every time it was like a little bit different it's yeah like, we, we get it we get they're it. like oh there's always been something weird in you sarah and you know you've always been different and i'm like okay okay so she's weird and then i was like oh okay no no no, she's gay got it got it um and then they're like well she she's responsible for killing all the kids i'm like nope the pastor did that but go off um <laughs> made no sense <laughs> then they're like well she corrupted hannah and it's like no hannah actually made the first move but again go off yeah right <laughs> right and sarah was the one like oh maybe we don't because people will will talk and they'll see us and hannah's like fuck that so yeah. um i just feel like leave sarah fear alone exactly exactly which i guess is like the whole point of this trilogy is leave seraphir alone but like writers leave her alone on that front that's a that's a lot it's a whole lot Mm -hmm. also okay the whole her whole like confession hanging situation was a lot i know i've been saying that for literally everything we talk about for this (laughs) movie because it's kind of true it's kind of true um i don't know i feel like i 
the the way the hanging done was done was like artistic i guess i aesthetically i understand what they were going for it just it, it was excessive yeah it was excessive i was gonna say we literally saw it like three times mm-hmm. no need there was really no need yeah especially like when it kept switching back between like sarah's face and dina's face like, yeah there was just a lot of focus on like the hanged face yeah. And I was like, I don't, ugh, I don't really want to watch like a woman's body being hung. Either way, yeah. um, <laughs> I mean, a peep person being hung period is like not not fun to watch. But like, especially a woman who's being persecuted because she's gay, like it yeah. just it got it got a lot. There was already enough like verbal and like physical violence being done before she was even killed. Mm-hmm. It just yeah, yeah, it was a little unbearable. Yeah, and then like also with Dina's sake, we're watching a black woman go through that you know which is like it 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 takes it to another level of difficult that i just it didn't have to happen like we didn't have to go through all of that we didn't have to have um seraphir dina or otherwise like explain (laughs) what she was doing because that that also happened three times with like Mm -hmm. each time we saw that happen to her and it was like we kind of we we do get what's going on you know yeah 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 exactly like the whole the whole yeah when she's cursing him yeah and we hear her last words like over and over again yeah that was a lot (laughs) yeah like we we get it girl we know what you're doing yeah especially you know back to the accents very briefly sarah's like sarah fear the actual woman sarah fear and then dina's accents were two totally different things and so that was really jarring too to you hear so this right. like almost irish accent come in like toward the end and i was like well wait a minute <laughs> you are so right that that was really weird yeah oh my yeah. god continuity baby mm. Ooh. <laughs> not there <laughs> not, not in this one absolutely not oh my god yeah yeah oh but it was pretty <laughs> It, it was really pretty. It was really pretty. I like. I, I hate that it looked really good. Yeah, me too. And the music was like. That's the thing is like they always nail like the the visuals and the music. They do. They do every single time. And what's nice is that they didn't make like all three eras look the same. Mm-hmm. They each one still had its very like distinct color scheme aesthetic mm-hmm. situation with it. And you could like really tell with like 1666 and like 1994 back to back. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But like 1666 looked cool. It, it looked really cool. Yeah, it did. Because the, the settlement that they'd built was really cool. It was like, I don't know. I liked the way that they chose different like film filters for yeah. every movie. So mm-hmm. this one was like kind of like dark and smoky, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like 1994 is like at times like super bright and like, ah, because, you know, the neon in the mall Mm -hmm. in the 90s, but also it like is a little grungy. And then 78 was like super sunny and like, but also like hazy, but not not hazy in like a like a spooky way. Like it was like, you know, like summer. Yeah, it was like disorienting heat. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No, the the tech people for this series like really popped off yeah they like they really popped off they knew what they knew the vibes that they wanted and they delivered and we love them yes they understood the fucking assignment man they absolutely did hands down but you know who didn't understand the assignment whoever cast dina and josh's dad as a white man (laughs) he's white (laughs) like 
that you got two black kids i literally screamed when he showed up <laughs> because it didn't make any sense and it doesn't it doesn't make any sense on multiple fronts a because dina and josh are both like clearly black and this man is very pasty and b like i i don't know what's going on with like who was playing whom in the like the 1666 world if that if that makes sense like some people were playing their ancestors and then some people weren't playing their ancestors and because of that i kind of thought that like for a hot second dina was somehow related to sarah fear and i was like mm-hmm. wait that's not right but like because of that it was weird because you could tell that like that was sarah fear's dad but like josh is still there yeah you know yes yes that that is what bugged me (laughs) about the ancestors thing because it was like but almost all of the white characters it makes sense you know yeah just to have like their their actor from either 78 or 94 whichever one just play like what was likely their ancestor Mm mm-hmm but yeah, with Dina and Josh and like the two random black twins that they threw in there um, in the background and then the same ones that Kate babysat. Yeah. Um, and then just other random black people that were just strewn around. Like it was the same issue that we had with 94 where they mm-hmm. were just throwing black kids just like in the background without actually contextualizing their place in the town. True. Similarly here, like, you know, while it's 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 always cool to see like, you know, things that are integrated and people are like, oh, we don't care about like what were the historical norms at the time. Not with 1666, because what you're doing is literally erasing history at that point. And Black people were not in the town the way that they were in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was just not strategic enough to say, oh, we're we're like colorblind about throwing people back here in 1666, you know? And like another example of that is like poor Kate. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, just just throwing Kate back there was really weird. And then having Kate talk about the, like, quote, natives, end quote, yes, was, like, really strange. Because, like, you still, like, they're still rooted in that world. But, like, and they're, like, still racializing other people that, like, the way that, like, white people way back then did. Yes. You know, specifically, like, the way that white settlers did. Yes. Which is so weird. It, it, it just doesn't sit right when you have, like... You know, when you have like black and Asian people doing that in that mm-hmm. setting, mm-hmm. It, 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 it doesn't quite fit. Yeah, it just, oh God. <laughs> I would have been fine, I think, eventually had it just been Dina. Like, Yeah, fair. If it were just what Seraphir was in, in, intending to do anyway with being like, here, come step into my body for a sec while I show you what actually happened. And we just see Dina and we spent like half the movie with Dina being like, where the fuck am I? You know? Yeah. I would have preferred that. Yeah. Yeah, they were just, they, there were like a lot of, <laughs> it just feels like there were a lot of reasons why they did that, but none of them made any sense. Yeah. It was just it, so that 94 could make sense. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Which I... I, I think it would have made sense if you cast people the right way and mm-hmm. not even mm-hmm. like only that you cast people the right way then, but like you were conscious about what you were doing. Yes. I think it's the better, the better way to say it. Yes. I, I agree with that. Like just a better, at least you put more thought into it and it shows to us mm-hmm. that you put a lot of thought into this. Exactly. Yeah. Cause. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's just the best, the best way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> like goose walked over your grave like full chill nasty
Okay, so now it is time for us to dive into talking about 1994 Part 2 a little more extensively. Um, And honestly, I still think that 1994 is the worst one out of all three, but, but I appreciated a lot of the work that this movie did to fix a lot of the narrative errors of the first movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um... Yeah, no, I looking looking back, I I agree. I still feel like 1994 part one, it it laid the groundwork that we needed and it Mm -hmm. opened like a lot of cans of worms for like the rest of it. But at the same time, part two did a really good job of recognizing everything that it opened up and then handling it. Yes, yes, exactly. Like we weren't just given, you know, a story and then been like, okay you go figure it out with your brain like yeah (laughs) they were like hey remember that thing that we told you about that like seemed really insignificant at the time here's why it's important there you go sorry that it took so long my bad like (laughs) that was this movie (laughs) yeah yeah i mean like the nick good narrative arc for one which Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get to but like also i mean also like bringing back and like involving everybody from the other movies was something that they did that was nice like along those lines you know like poor marcus actually like (laughs) he actually had a purpose he actually had a purpose which is really nice Mm -hmm. and like the way that he was you know harassed by nick good for like all that graffiti that he didn't do like came back Mm -hmm. it was actually a very like valid part of the of the plot and it like a showed us how nasty nick good was but like b also you know gave him motivation to come back and actually help them take him out in the mall which i do like yeah i really i really liked that we got to see Marcus I mean because we knew like just as black people and as moviegoers like obviously he is more than you know this narrative that Nick Good's trying to push Mm -hmm. um but like yeah I thought it was really cool that he got to be such a central part in the like takedown mission you know like he got to have ideas and input and I loved that Josh was like okay well if we're going to do this in the mall we need to find the person who knows them all the best and that would be the custodian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's go get him. Um, like I loved, I loved that because yeah, it. Thank you. Like we we are recognizing um, that people in the service industry are great and not just uh, props and sidelines to be pushed to the background. Um, exactly, exactly. It would yeah. have been so easy for him to just have been there and then been pushed over by the cops. You know. Mm-hmm. You know but they actually they actually brought him back and like he got to do pretty pretty bitchin stuff in the whole the whole showdown oh hell yeah his gate idea was brilliant incredible 10 out of 10 fantastic yeah. stunning never before seen <laughs> <laughs> and i also love that like ziggy comes back in a major way too beyond like spending you know the entirety of 78 like giving us her account of her summer um like she also is like no this man literally f- he gaslit me 
yeah. for an entire summer and you know made me like convinced that like I was losing it and that things were wrong all to protect himself like I, yes I will single-handedly help you murder him yes exactly Fuck that guy yeah exactly it was so it was so good that she also had the opportunity to come back and like stick it to him mm-hmm. I am I am so glad and I'm so glad that she actually got to have like later Ziggy also was able to have like fun character time you know yeah providing input and and then like taking people out in the mall. Yeah. And she got to overcome a lot of her PTSD yeah. in a really cool way. Absolutely. It was great to see. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. And was like, was it her idea to cover the killers in blood and have them attack each other? Uh, It might have been Josh's. Okay. Okay. It might have been Josh's. Okay. But her taking out Nick Good. That was good. Like that was incredible. Yeah. Incredible. That was really good. It was Especially. So- his face like when she pulled the <laughs> thing and dumped him in the blood yeah that was good yeah it was great it was because <laughs> it was his idea before mm-hmm. it was his idea before to carry that old girl and then came back to bite him in the ass that's Ugh. what you get bitch talking about some, yeah. oh my god ziggy it's you no fuck you i know i hate him so Oh, and then he tried to kill her too. He did. He did. Which are we surprised? No, but I was like, you bitch. Yeah. Not you, not you acting like you were gonna sweep her off her feet until she was like, bitch, fuck you. Like what? How did you think that was gonna go? I know. I know. It's just so, he thought he was so slick. He did. I really hate it. God. Ugh. Oh my god. Um, yeah. Oh my god, what literally everything was great about the mall plan. Literally yeah. everything was great. It was. I really I, liked it. Absolutely. I can't believe it took them that long to realize that they should just send the killers after each other. <laughs> but I am glad we got to see it and I am glad they came to that conclusion. Yeah, you know, it took us so long that I wasn't even expecting it, like when it when it came up. And I was like, Oh, right wow y'all could have bended that yeah <laughs> yeah that could have fixed problems like two movies ago yeah <laughs> but no no um the dumb kids have to be dumb mm-hmm. which i do love i do love some dumb kids and i love yeah. that they were dumb the whole time yeah i you know the thing that i appreciated about this movie a lot more than the first is like they really did have to figure shit out as they went along yeah and it wasn't like josh had all of the answers this time like he's like I don't fuck. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> That's a great moment. It's always a great moment when they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like when yeah. they all ran out of blood. Yeah. And they're like, oh shit, they're going to kill us. Like, what do we do? Yeah, we actually got to see them, like, panic about stuff and, like, yeah. have to make decisions under pressure. And they were going to get killed. Yeah, they they absolutely were. I feel like they were closer in this go-around than they were in, like, the other ones. They were. I'm pretty sure. I Well, for sure, Josh had somebody on top of him. I can't remember what was going on with Ziggy. I think she also was fighting somebody. Um, yeah. And I don't remember where Marcus was. But, yeah, like, until Dina stabbed Nick Good in the eye, well, slash Seraphir, but, you mm-hmm. know, until they did that um yeah they were all goners mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah they cut it real close with this one mm-hmm. they definitely cut it real close but i will yeah, say i was a little I, worried I did like it 
I did, I did like that they were cutting it close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I liked that I felt anxiety, you know? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't just like, okay, let's get through this movie to see, like, what they do. Like, because I was like, oh, well, well, now that I know, like, that it's this guy, how the fuck are they going to they gonna fix it? Because he's definitely looking for them right now. Yeah, right. Right. And I will say, I will say, I think the way that they, after all of that, the way that they ended it was really nice. Because mm-hmm. they, I mean, A, pop off Seraphir, you finally got your revenge. We love you, Bestie. We love you, Bestie. So sorry we bullied you for two podcast episodes straight. Um, I know. We didn't know. <laughs> I know. We love you, girl. We'll never do it again. Never, ever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like this is the first time where they actually left enough time for them to wrap up everything. And then- Yes figure out everybody's lives afterwards yes the ending was not rushed it was not it was so nice we got to spend so much time with like sam and dina and then we also got that time with like josh figuring out his at queen of darkness and then like we got to see how like shady side and sunnyvale finally balanced each other out like we got to we got to see everything wrapped up really well yeah yeah we did i loved like i mean the lesbians were kind of dead a lot of lesbians are dead but like The ones that we were like, oh, please let them survive this movie. They all, they did. I mean, Sam kind of not really, but like she did. They're okay. Um, they got Burger King in the woods and it was really cute. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. They got, <laughs> they went on a date with like Burger King and Seraphir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah here is in this relationship now. She is. Uh, It's a a thruple. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. It is a thruple. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I didn't remember what I was saying. (laughs) Me neither. No, it was so good because like, I don't know. I really, I wanted to have that like moment of just softness at the end where they really just got to enjoy the fact that they had survived something like really awful and can just be with each other and live in that no no you're right because like the first go around like we kind of got a smidge of that before things went to shit um because you know we we, we kind of got that little bit of like sam and dino finally getting back together and being in a relationship and like being happy mm-hmm. um so it was uh, i guess it was just good that they like followed through on that yeah I'm, like, really really glad that they followed through with that i hate that we had to bury a whole bunch of gays before we got there yes uh which Four. is <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of them a Ooh. lot of them a lot of them like we we had we, we had gays in every single movie but like at what cost you know mm-hmm. at what cost at what cost uh i guess the cost was like burger king in the woods but... yeah yeah you know it, it, yeah i wonder what they, they didn't even show us what they got i, I like <laughs> no it's not important but i was curious um like hmm what are y'all getting what's your what's your day meal um yeah right <laughs> what's your bk order asking for a friend <laughs> Yeah, no, I I loved that, like, not just for Sam and Dina, but, like, the entire sound of, sound, the entire town of Shadyside um, Mm -hmm. was able to just heal and become normal, you know? Like, it wasn't like, oh, everything's perfect in Shadyside now and Sunnyvale is the worst place. It's like, no, this is how it should be. Like, the world with normal checks and balances in everybody's life is not perfect because that's the reality of being a human. 
in. Um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I I loved that you could tell that everything was just in balance. Yeah. Then, you know, because um, you're right, it would have been easy for them to just like automatically like flip the switch. But like, what would we learn for that? You right. Know? It, 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 it wouldn't really mean anything if like Sunnyvale immediately just became horrible and like Shadyside like immediately became like <laughs> upper echelon, you know, mm-hmm. like it, 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 it was good that they decided that like that's what the normal for like the county looked like yeah yeah but i will say those people backing out of sorry what were you gonna say no go ahead okay i was <laughs> gonna say those people were like backing out of the driveway and then accidentally getting hit by the garbage truck i was a little funny no Is it was fucking that? hilarious yeah because they were like looking at sam and dina like oh, oh, oh what's going on ew how did these people get into our town and then they were so white flighty um yeah that they got themselves killed. I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was funny. That immediately yeah. happened and I was like, all right, we're good now. We're yeah. sad. <laughs> yeah, I loved that. Um, I love the fact that Dina and Josh's dad got a job interview. Um, yeah. And like their life has progressed to such a state of normal that like Dina is attempting to cook for Josh with his broken arm and um, can't. And so mm-hmm. their dad's like, I will be home for dinner. Please do not cook. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved that. They get to be regular kids and dina doesn't have to raise you know her kid brother at like 17 exactly exactly Ugh. and like this is a little thing but like even the car window got fixed you mm-hmm. know like they were able to go get their car window fixed out of everything after everything that happened and they were able to get the car back after everything that happened you know yeah <laughs> It's just little details like that that like made me really content at this ending. Yeah, I was really because it was it was like wrapped together nicely, but not in like a like neat bow and everything's like, you know, perfect now. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was just, you know, the world has been restored back to order. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm very glad that order included Josh finding his I am girly. It was so cute. so i mean not to mention that she was adorable yeah she's she really cute perfect absolutely perfect i'm i'm glad that they gave josh that opportunity after everything that happened with um katie mm-hmm. or kate i'm so sorry girl your name is just kate <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I agree. And it wasn't, you know, like he has to pine after the love of his life that he lost for the rest of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like he's able to be a normal teenager. Yeah. And it's like, it sucks that your friends are dead, but, you know, your lives aren't going to be terrible forever. Like Nick Good was trying to convince you that they would be. Exactly. Exactly. They're that that still happened to them like really early in, you know? And like yeah. they have time to like, I guess to like, handle and cope with it and then they also have the space to like continue living yeah i'm so happy for them honestly i'm so happy for them Ugh. i'm just i'm just so glad we got like an actual ending to this horror movie because we <laughs> usually don't you know <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna say it's usually left super open-ended which i mean it kind of mm. was at the end like somebody's random hands grabbed that book but we don't know who it was and i don't care um <laughs> yeah right but uh yeah i liked that 
it was it didn't feel like uh, the end or is it you know mm-hmm. like it, it was the end it was done yeah <laughs> it, it's absolutely the end and everybody's okay with their lives and good you know yeah ziggy even went to go see nurse lane again exactly that was lovely i'm so glad they added that i'm also so glad that miss lane was alive after all of that me too me too and that she seemed like you know like reclusive but like she was okay Mm-hmm. absolutely Ugh. yeah i was happy about that too yeah love her love that they gave miss lane a storyline that like actually made sense yeah and you know in a weird way like her and ziggy got to like come back to each other like you know like they were close at camp and now they got to be you know weirdly like connected again yeah and like after everything had been resolved yeah like they weren't reconnecting out of stress they were just like reconnecting because they wanted to and they had the space to and now they know like the truth about what happened so they can like talk about that exactly exactly uh you know i would have loved if they you know had a nick good support group that they created but like this (laughs) this will do this will do we can only ask for so much (laughs) right that might have been a little too much (laughs) (laughs) all right it is now on to the michelin star rating system segment whoop whoop hell yeah um unlike other episodes we're gonna give out two michelin stars (laughs) i know get excited get excited um so we have we will have a rating for 1666 by itself and then we will also have a rating for the trilogy as a whole so for those of you who don't know the michelin star rating system is a subscription mail order fresh food delivery service which provides ingredients for entire meals in refrigerated boxes with recipes eliminating the need for consumers to grocery shop or meal plan (laughs) one star signifies a very good restaurant two stars are excellent cooking that is worth a detour and three stars means exceptional cuisine that is worth a special journey so to start this off we are going to give Fear Street Part 3, 1666, a drumroll, please. Two stars. Yeah. Yeah. It It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's worth going out of your way to watch it. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. It's like, ugh, yeah, it... Like, as much as it fixes a lot of things that were wrong, like, in the first movie, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's not... Out of the three of these movies, I don't know if this would be the one that I would recommend. Yeah, it it's it's good as like the end of the trilogy because it yeah. wraps everything up, like you said. But it's like not good in the way that I suggest that everybody should specifically watch this movie. Yeah, I still think part two is my favorite out of all of them. Agreed. It's just the most like consistent, concise, um, just well written. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I wanted to I wanted to give this movie a chance, especially because like people told me going into it that like it wasn't the best one mm-hmm. but i don't know i liked it more than i was expecting to for sure oh yeah yeah i was pleasantly surprised with like how into this i got yeah i thought it was gonna be like nightmare disaster zero out of ten but it was actually relatively good you know yeah yeah which is why i think like giving it a two is fair because it's definitely not the worst thing Mm-mm. that i've ever seen and definitely not the worst movie in this series by far yeah 
Yeah, and like plus they didn't do everything like super well. Like they didn't hit everything out of the park, but out of yeah, everything out of the park. That is the saying. Um, <laughs> but the stuff that they did do was good. You know, like again, the the aesthetic in there was really nice. Both of them for both mm-hmm. eras. Um, the content was nice. The the end fight sequence was really good. Like there's a lot about it that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I agree. Like it, I don't know if I'd watch it again. Um, but mm-hmm. for the watching experience of like viewing all three of these movies it was a nice button to end on for sure oh absolutely um and on that note um for the overall fear street trilogy our rating is a drumroll please also two stars yeah 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 it was not a bad trilogy no it's Mm. not it's not as bad especially as we expected it to be like when we watched the first movie and had no hope (laughs) we really didn't (laughs) we really didn't have any hope for this series at all um and yeah i think like it 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 does pretty closely what it is attempting to do yeah i'll i'll agree i'll agree there was a rocky start Mm -hmm. but it i think it overall achieved what it wanted to yeah i think so too especially like with the initial purpose of just like queering up rl stein's universe and like making sure that we get a horror movie that centers on queer characters who like aren't made to be like super traumatized and like i mean dead by the end of their movie Mm -hmm. so like in that regard it was really great to again like we said like see sam and dina be happy at the end um we had to watch a bunch of a bunch of gay people die um to make that happen but um it it did it did it did it did which i think is something that we should remember (laughs) yeah exactly yeah and you know for the most part like a lot well okay the first movie aside a lot of the black people didn't die that's true. That's very true. Yeah. Which is always refreshing, which is yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice to like, and especially because Josh calmed down after like the first movie, especially with his like know-it-all pseudo-magical negroness. Yeah. Um, it, it calmed down. So I was like, ah, okay, yes. All the things I like about you, I can just like that. And not have to be stressed. Exactly. And that that's another thing. Like, I feel like after, especially after the first movie, I think this trilogy did a really good job of characterization overall. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the characters that they made, especially by like the end of the trilogy, I really enjoyed. Yeah, I which, agree. I liked everybody. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked everybody. and I liked how everybody was done, Um, which is like always hard to, um, it's always hard to like keep up with when you're making a, like a slasher movie. Mm-hmm. you know like you you definitely like lose your people in constantly running for their lives and being attacked um so i'm glad that like in especially in like the last two we really connected with everybody that was trying to survive and like going after the horrors on their own you know mm-hmm. and like I, I won't say that makes up for like literally everything that they did wrong but it's definitely redeemable yeah it is it like yeah I, i'd say being on the other side of this series there are ways that i can look back and be like oh okay yeah but i don't know if i could ever rewatch the whole thing again 
like knowing what I know at the end. Yeah, no. I don't think I liked it enough to like repeatedly go back and just watch this whole thing out of viewing pleasure. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah. Me neither. I'll, I'll watch 78 again, maybe. Oh, true. Oh, true. I did really like that. Which is which is weird because like I don't even know if I could fully... I, I, I think it's something that if, if you want to watch it, you should. Mm-hmm. But like you shouldn't go out of your way to sit down and watch all of this, you know? Agreed. Like if you if you like horror, if you like seeing lesbians survive a movie, um, <laughs> I think you should definitely go into it. Um, should you go in there expecting like a beautiful piece of art that's like awards worthy? Probably not. But I think it's a pretty solid time once you know everything that happens. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So um, thanks, I guess. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed listening, be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever it is you're listening and to follow us on our socials at the watchlist BU1 on Twitter and Instagram. If you have thoughts that you'd like to share on this episode or if you hated everything we said, be sure to drop us a voice message on our website. On our next episode, we'll be covering The White Lotus, which is available to watch on HBO Max. Happy watching and don't forget to do the reading.